Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Up and Down and All Around. Once again, I am your host with the most, with the platform notes. I don't know what I just said, but my name is Troy Reeves, and I will be taking you on, on a trip again this uh, evening or whatever time of day that you're listening to this episode. I'm super excited to talk about this game today. If you haven't seen already, we'll be talking about the Namco 6th generation game that is known as a childhood classic to many. One of my personal favorites from that era, Pac-Man World 2, with, a, uh, with a, uh, one of my closest friends. I am super excited. Um, this is definitely one of those games that I just have very fond memories of, and I'm very excited to dive head deep into it. Um, but before I do that, I do want to just give a couple shout outs here. Again, uh, the whoever is uh, giving me feedback for, uh, for the podcast for the last two episodes, I want to thank you guys again. I've been getting a lot of great constructive feedback that has definitely been encouraging me to continue doing this and i want to thank you all for doing that here and if you want to still keep on doing it because i'm still hearing it for everybody else you can always email me uh at the email will be attached onto the episode or even shoot me a message uh, via social media i'm uh have pages on either facebook instagram or twitter i would probably recommend twitter or instagram just because i normally those are the one i'll probably respond to you the most or if you even have just suggestions on games or even maybe one interested and maybe wanting to even be on the podcast, you can always hit me up. I am open to suggestions here. And But without further ado, I definitely want to get into this game I am super excited to talk about. It is um, um, Namco, uh, Namco become, before they become Bambukai Namco here. It is a, I, I would say a game that a lot of people have fond memories of, at least in my like age range like definitely in like the late 20s maybe early 30s uh came out in the early generation of the sixth generation which is the gamecube ps2 and xbox uh came out back in 2002 it is kind of i would say the probably the most the the begin of the it's the re the the kind of the reason why we probably are still aware of pac-man outside of just the 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 arcade classic uh, with his character design and everything. We'll definitely dive into it more, me and my hosts here. I am talking about the game Pac-Man World 2. everybody that was just the intro from pac-man world 2 and with me today to talk about this gem of a game i want to introduce my lovely friend my one of my closest compadres i have known here in my short time in austin i want to give a shout out to my dear friend frankie how are you doing my friend hi i'm good how are you i mean you know, hanging in there in these weird times. I mean, that's the best we can do here. But I'm excited. Yeah. I'm happy now that I get to talk about this game with you here. Um, I've been super excited when we uh, decided this was the game we'll tackle on because 
this is definitely one of the games like even revisioning it the short time i had i still have vague like very vivid memories of this game and, absolutely and i'm super excited to talk about it with you oh sorry to interrupt you on that end. oh no that's okay uh, i was gonna say i definitely remember this as the first game i ever played on a ps2 um i think that's why my my memories of it are so strong compared to uh, other games from that console I definitely want to talk about that more because, yeah, like that would make a lot of sense because when it came out, it was very early 2002. It came out in February of 2002, yes. which is still very early on in the sixth generation. I mean, mm-hmm. the PS2, I think, just was out maybe just a little over a year at that point. And then the GameCube and Xbox just came out a few months before. So and and that's what I from, heard from everyone's or not everyone, but a lot of people I know um memories of the game it's like it was one of their first games that they truly played on the console that they grew up on and if you want to elaborate that on me if you have any stories or attachment onto that uh yes i do um so i definitely remember this game so vividly specifically like the first couple of levels are the ones i remember the most and the reason for that is because um when when we got a ps2 in my house um my parents didn't really, I guess, grasp the idea of needing a memory card. So for a very uh. long time, we didn't have a memory card for our PlayStation. Uh, so so you basically only... played the same levels over and over again. And I mastered them, yes. <laughs> I, I, I definitely been there because I had the same uh, story with the Crash Bandicoot games for the PS1 when I would go to my grandparents' house as a kid. Um, and I had the exact same story, so I completely get that. Yeah. Uh, I definitely have a... It wasn't, like, my first game I played on the GameCube. At this point, I had played games for a little bit, and I definitely had... Smash Brothers was definitely, like, the the bundle game that came with our GameCube, and I played, like, Luigi's Mansion and Wind Waker before. Mm-hmm. But I was aware of Pac-Man World, too, because I remember the first time playing it, I was at my cousin's place, and we played it on his PS2, and as a little kid, it just with the color the the saturday morning cartoon plot the colorful yes. the colorful graphics the colorful art style just everything about it just really popped out to me to when like i remember i think it was like back in like 2004 i got a couple of like j- uh games that uh, that became like some of my favorites like animal crossing and uh, other games in that era when i really like i just remember particularly that summer i played a lot of my gamecube and i remember picking up this game and it, apparently it only happened in the gamecube version and it was like the player's choice when it's like it hit a number of sales and say like hey it was a hit game like it's on sale or stuff hmm. um th- it had a bundle game called pac-man versus and the reason why it was only on the gamecube is because it uses the Game Boy adapter to connect to your gamecube it was basically a like a 3d version of a 3d multiplayer version of the pac-man arcade game but like the uh, ghosts would be the ones on no the ghosts will be the ones who will focus on the screen using a gamecube controller and pac-man will be the one on the Game Boy and be playing it like a regular pac-man map but on the screen it's like in the 3d view as the ghost yes yeah i think I, i've seen i've definitely seen videos of what you're talking about i never experienced uh we were i never had a gamecube uh we were too poor to have like you know <laughs> same same more than more than one thing at a time um uh i'm sure you know the struggle of like having to share with all of your siblings oh yeah oh yeah especially like my <laughs> my sister my brother especially me and my brother uh we definitely yeah. had that for sure and definitely um and again like i also am aware of, like i would play play the same 10 games over and over i mean i think that's why i have such a fascination with luigi's mansion because that is a game that thrives off replayability but right um but i uh, that's my memory of it and then finally really playing it i remember enjoying it as a kid like i i I don't like have super strong feelings like i'm like oh it's a classic like i would go with like a super mario 64 or like a banjo kazooie or even like a just a memorable experience like with the sonic adventure games Mm -hmm. like it's just i remember as a game like i remember playing it i remember really enjoying it and it's just like it stuck with me but it's i don't know why and that's why I'm very excited to kind of go back into it because maybe I can kind of figure out a little bit more why this game 
and then not just with me or you it's also the one like so there is a trilogy of these games yeah which i i mean i would imagine because i i've never heard of pac-man world the first one never heard of pac-man world three this is the only one that i know about uh which is weird (laughs) yeah yeah it is weird uh i i mean i i guess like I do just remember sort of the excitement I had the first time playing this because it was like my first time ever touching a PlayStation. And, you know, I, I think after a while, though, the novelty may have worn off, but like the the feeling of it just like definitely stuck with me. I think that's why I brought this game up to you to talk about, because uh, it, it's it's almost sort of like a it, it, it was almost um sort of like a checkpoint in my life, so to speak, if that makes any sense. In like your gamer, like, no, I, I completely Yeah, exactly. Understand. And like my gaming timeline. No, I completely understand. And I can kind of like, it definitely fits on mine. I don't know if it like, it's as much of a cornerstone, but it definitely, uh, with it on that, but, uh, I'll, de- uh, that I think is a great time to talk about the development of the game. Um, I am. So Pac-Man world one was a PlayStation exclusive. Um, mm-hmm. it was a Sony exclusive. That one had an interesting, uh, development. Cause originally that was, pac-man world became like it, it it came out to celebrate the 20th anniversary of pac-man and it started out as a game where the concept was you as a kid got sucked into an art pac-man arcade game and you become pac-man and you're trying oh. to stop this evil set uh entity that's, that's awesome it has that's a, so awesome it, it had a really cool concept and like some concept art really looked like it had a lot of promise but apparently it had a rough development and apparently napkin was not happy with the pro uh the game that was it, it was becoming so they just canceled oh. it and fired a good chunk of the staff and i think only brought only a few from them and that's when the develop and built it in how because i think they outsourced it to a different team to tackle it and then it became they just built a team within um namco to tackle pac-man world one and pac-man world one is a very different game from pac-man world two it's still a 3d platformer but it's more in the vein of instrumental like it's it's i would say like super mario brothers 2 instead of going like left to right and you kind of have like a free form like kind of what two uh really thrives on it Mm -hmm. it's more like you're going up and down like there's different elevations of of the level and it's definitely and that was just kind of the style with some games back then because a lot of people were just trying to figure out 3d gaming in general and also Mm -hmm. like bringing pac-man into 3d is a challenge because how do you necessarily do that with the arcade classic like what yeah they they i mean i you going back and like looking at this game um i i totally did not realize or remember that pac-man wore rain boots and boxing gloves um (laughs) as part of his character design and it's not just him like literally everyone in this game is wearing boxing gloves which is an interesting choice um I, i would expect at least the ghosts to not have any arms at all you know, but uh, I like it though. It's like, it it, it would not work. Like I could see it being a criticism for almost any other type of like cartoony platformer that had no arms or legs, but it works for it. I think it's just like the, I mean, kudos to the, uh, the, the art, uh, the art designer and the, the concept art artist who did the, Mm -hmm. the, this character design. Cause um, I'm holding the amiibo as I speak for Smash Brothers because that's the one that they uh, origin like they they use for when they brought Pac-Man into Smash Brothers. Yeah, and, and it's such like a simple but really great design. Like yeah, like the red. It shoe. really is. I I do agree. It's it's a uh, very clean. Um, the uh, I, I don't understand why they went with gloves and rain boots, but I don't hate it. Like I def- it's definitely a like it, I can picture this. Um, when I when I think of Pac-Man from now on, I'll probably have this image in my mind, honestly. Oh, yeah. No, like, if, if the first thing I think about Pac-Man, on, honestly, I think about the this design more than the arcade Oh, my version. gosh. Actually, you know what? I'm now looking at the arcade art for the side of the arcade game, and, they, and he's actually wearing boxing gloves and boots in that as well. I never noticed that. I, I uh, noticed... I never noticed that in the the Pac-Man arcade game. I do know like when they did yeah. like the Pac-Man Land games uh, back in like the late '80s and early '90s, they did uh-huh. have a similar design, but it definitely was a lot more uh, chunky to say the least. Uh, yeah, Pac-Man looked a little bit more wide in that, and it just didn't look as clean as this one. And this one to me is like it's a clean up version. Honestly, this is 
the definitive version of Pac-Man, in my opinion. And he also, he kind of looks like a cat a little bit too, don't you think? With the, the eyebrows. I can kind of, yeah, looking at it now. Like, they look like, like little the, ears. <laughs> or the anime expression is just like, huh? Like That's it, yes. Yeah, very, very strong anime vibes for sure. Which, I mean, makes sense. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah, but I, I, do, I really do love this design of Pac-Man. And I'm glad <laughs> that they went that route for when... Uh, our our Lord and Savior Sakurai brought him into Smash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> uh, but uh, Pac-Man World 2's uh, development here, um, going off of one, is it's not as interesting because from what I uh, learned and kind of like research, a lot of the same people, It's it seems like it's mostly the same team that tack, like that tackled this game um from the first one i think oh really yeah like i mean obviously some people left um i can't really pull out the names here but um yeah like a lot like uh, it seems like it's for as as my knowledge it seems like it's almost the exact same team with maybe it's like just a few um additions here and there Mm -hmm. which is it makes sense because pac-man world one seemed to it was a success on the playstation but it seems like namco probably we're a little like man maybe we hindered our sales of the game by just making it a sony exclusive so i believe that's why it became like a like uh, a multi-platform game yeah um, so like that's why i like and i think that's the reason why like it's probably the most memorable one out of the three because it's the one that probably was the most accessible to everybody yeah it was more, more widely available yeah and it, i mean and it sold very very well like even just the ps2 version alone sold over a million copies which is a very good thing for a game and like that's a lot yeah and then i think even like the gamecube and xbox were not that far behind on that and i it's hard to get sales numbers um especially in that era because these is there's not a way to really get accurate numbers but it's um it, it definitely was a hit and it definitely from from the series it's the most successful out of the three um and it's just, and it was well received critically like it wasn't like you know 10 out of 10 or 9 out of 10 reviews but it, it did relatively well like it mostly got like sevens a few eights here and there which again for I, i'd give it a seven yeah a strong I, seven a strong to light seven <laughs> a to strong dro- to, to light eight yeah <laughs> to the rep our boy fantana here <laughs> but uh but yeah no and, and it makes sense like and again like i always hate when people talk about like game if the game's like less than an eight it's not even worth playing that's so not true like sometimes like some of my most some of the most enjoyable gaming experience i have are games that i and also i i also hate number rankings because it's just the fact of the review of like what works with the game what doesn't like is this a game you're looking for type stuff yeah yeah but this is like the like especially in this era where 3d platformers were still the raid they were still like the king but they're definitely were getting challenged with the new generation with like first person shooters and gaming definitely getting more adapting to more mature themes and other genres Mm -hmm. um there was a lot of platforming uh, mascots back here that did not succeed. Um, I have maybe, give me I give have, me a few. Well, I talked about one of them, Tomba, which was not right. too much after. Never even I never heard of Tomba until that episode. Um, yeah. No idea. No idea what that was. Well, and then there's like uh, like there's um, Voodoo Vince, which I what uh, the fuck is. That? It was a sorry. Am I, am I allowed to swear? Yeah, no, you're allowed to swear. I don't, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I, I, I'm okay with that. But no, it's Voodoo uh, Vince. That sounds. I'm not okay. I'm gonna say something. Maybe this is controversial. That oh sounds a little. It sounds a little racist. It's. I could see that. Um, I actually really enjoyed the game. I've been playing it, or at the very least, problematic. <laughs> it definitely. But, I could. Uh, de- I could see that narrative and it's definitely very tongue in cheek how the game is. But like I use that for example, because those are games like that was also just a Microsoft exclusive. Cause that was when Microsoft was trying to find their, so uh, their Sonic or their Mario for their platform mm. um, for the family friendly audience. And it just didn't work out well. Um, th- there's th- like those kind of games where it's like, even though they're not bad, like they just did not hit with people and yeah. they, they be, just became is scared again i mentioned this before the six and center uh six and seventh generation of game were not kind to a lot of game developers it almost was like basically you make a hit or you're done and that's right and unfortunately that's uh, i think what kind of caused the 3d like a lot of 3d platformers to not kind of have a downgrade it's because it was almost like an oversaturation but also like a lot of them just didn't succeed 
and it's just the coming of the times and things of that nature. But I mean, that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about Pac-Man <laughs> too. Uh, no that, need to wallow on that. Uh... But yeah, no need to wallow on that here. But that's pretty much all of the development. I mean, it's not a very interesting development cycle than like the previous games I have talked about. But yeah, uh, it's just you know the first one did really well for a Sony exclusive, so they just made a sequel, kept most of the people, and they just build upon on what they had, which. Um, I uh, would like to dive into that a little bit more with the plot of, which is definitely more of a plot I can say than some um, my last game, Tomba. Um, or- yeah, I really wasn't expecting this game because when I I was uh, going through the walkthrough um, the other day, I I this has a pretty I'm not gonna say a solid plot. It's 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 a strong plot for what it is. For, yeah, for I what was, it is. I was I was very surprised. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. It it definitely is a game. Like, I mean, it's a typical like 3D platformer. Like very ground based. Like Saturday morning cartoon. Like the ghost. Yes, the ghost. Ca- <laughs> the ghost came into Pack Village. Started running a month, stealing us, uh, stole the golden fruits that were hanging on this one tree that's in the center of the village. However, there's apparently a legacy to behold of of if when the like the golden fruit was there to hold this evil fret called he, wait for it guys spooky <gasps> spooky the ghost <laughs> which they, i love it i, I, I really do <laughs> I, I don't know same here like I, the writers know, like they knew what they were making like that's why like yeah. I, I i mean this really is like you know it's funny that you said saturday morning cartoon because what i thought of right from the get was the smurfs um I can see it's that. No, made me think of the Smurfs 100. I, I completely see that, and I think I even think I had that thought as a kid. And now, like thinking about it again, I'm like, yeah, this it totally reminds me of the Smurfs. Like even like freaking like as you guys heard earlier, the Pac Man, Pac Man. It just like reminds me of like <laughs> like Papa Smurf if he was more yes, more yeah a more uh what uh like anxiety writ- ridden Papa yeah. Smurf. Everyone in pack village i mean they're all i guess they're all just pack people uh yeah, yeah. you don't and, see miss pac-man though in this one. Oh yeah i didn't even yeah you're right that's she, so weird she was too busy doing her own adventure she had other games uh, around this time she it, you know things weren't working out <laughs> between it i don't know are they love interests they are love <laughs> because in the first in the first game they like they are love interests like she's mm. the reason why they threw a party for pac-man for his 20th anniversary and then even in the third game they're living together having a kid so oh, see, they were just on a break on this one they just needed some time apart yeah, like I mean, that, that would make sense. I mean, and again, also Miss Pac-Man was in other games at this time. There was Maze Madness, so she was having her own. Adventures. Oh, see, she she was busy, so yeah, like she was she was busy. She was doing her own time. Uh, but I also like that they didn't give a voice to Pac-Man. I do like Pac-Man. Yes, I did love that too. Yeah, I Pac-Man. Was... Oh, sorry. Oh no, 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 that's okay. I was gonna say that was definitely a good writing choice for sure. I mean, I think really in a lot of these kinds of games. Uh, I I always do kind of prefer it when our main character doesn't have a voice. Um, I mean, like obviously for certain RPGs and things like that, like it it's fine. But I think overall, like I think not giving your character any dialogue or your main character any dialogue can be really effective. Um, I've been playing. I, I played a lot of Earthbound last year, as you know. And oh, I'm very that- aware of it. And that's it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're discovering that game. That and game is a that classic really for a was reason. Like, yeah, yeah. It's such a great. It's one of my favorites now. But I, I think that was just such a good um, choice that they made with Ness. Is that like he's the only character that doesn't have any dialogue, and he's the main character, hmm. uh, which is good because I, if Pac-Man did have a voice, I feel like I wouldn't want to be hearing it constantly. You know. So that's actually the problem with a lot of people have with three. Could they did give him a voice? I actually don't mind the mm-hmm. voice that they gave, but I, I understand the criticism of it because it, the reason why a lot of game like people uh, game developers go that route with those like with those protagonists because they want you to be immersed with that character because that's who you're playing and that's your access to this world. Um, yeah, I mean that's why Link is like voiceless throughout all the Zelda games. Why Mario yeah. is mostly voiceless outside of like you know the typical Yahoo. Uh, yeah Uh, Uh, yeah i think one of the like for me at least a bad example of it and i like this game you know it's it's a fine game if you say sonic adventure i'm gonna punch you in the face (laughs) 
<laughs> no, you know, Sonic does have like an iconic enough voice that I'm okay with it. Um, yeah, same. Like people I do have like a problem Sonic... with him talking, but I think the, no, I when think the game Sonic... evolves, they, it, it helped. <laughs> yeah, I think in the Sonic games, I mean, obviously in like the original games, he didn't have a voice for obvious reasons, but. Um, I think giving him a voice makes sense just because it is so like it's almost like Mario's voice. It is iconic. Uh, you uh, maybe for has, all like, the wrong reasons, but still, and maybe I agree. for all the wrong reasons. Look, I think it's fine. But I love it. One, I know. I, I love it. <laughs> one game that I'm not crazy about, as far as like main character voices go, is uh, is Kingdom Hearts. Ooh. Um, not a not a fan. Um, I mean, it's a fine game, but he, you know, hearing. <laughs> Just hearing Haley so, Joel Osment constantly going fire. <laughs> I I have I have an interesting history with Kingdom Hearts. Like I, <laughs> Sorry I to, like go off on a tangent. No, no, it's fine. Well, and it's interesting because like it is an RPG, but it has platforming elements to it. And yes, it does. Yeah. And but it's more of an RPG and never like maybe one day I might tackle it. But then again, that's like a thirty plus hour game, and I'm sorry, I just don't have that it's much too, time. Yeah, I can never replay that game. I I don't think. And also, Goofy, I don't like Goofy and Goofy's voice. He's really? annoying. I love Get Goofy and Donald, but I get it. I but, mean, yeah. <laughs> but for 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 a, for a game like that to hear it like all the time. I think I'm good. That's fine. <laughs> but no, I think it was a good choice. And like, and again, really the only voice actors in this game was the Pac- Professor Pack. That's what they call him. And Spooky. Uh, the oh. ghosts are voiceless and Pac-Man's voiceless. I mean, I, and again, like, there's... Uh, no, I think in the end, in the, doesn't, in the end, the ghosts, don't they talk? Am I wrong about that? Like in the end cutscene, I... Or- you know and they're like oh man and then they they, they i mean maybe like thing. something like that but they don't like have full-fledged dialogue they do have dialogue boxes right. when you do of uh, before you fight them in the i boss do remember level. that but that's yes. like the most i remember from that end um and even like the voice acting we make it sound like everything like it's not it's literally there's an intro and then an outro and that's it <laughs> yes <laughs> but like i said i played that intro so many times that it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna I mean, stick with me forever same i mean i even just revisiting i just remember pac-man pac-man like i don't know why <laughs> that stuck out to me but it does yeah i i was watching the intro and it uh it definitely brought me flashbacks for sure <laughs> <laughs> but uh enough about this plot because it, it's just it's just there to get the job done but it's a very cutesy plot it's very aware of what it is and mm-hmm. it has fun with it and it's just enough for you to start your adventure and like give you a objective give you a motive to proceed further in the game which let's mm-hmm. uh d- dive into the gameplay here which um it's a you know, it's a 3D platformer in the vein of like a Crash Bandicoot where you go from like, you you know, you're in the rear view, like more of a third person view on it. But it's not as open and en- open ended like a Super Mario 64 or a Banjo-Kazooie, which I think works like they have like some elements like you can like explore the world, but it's not as like in depth as those games. Definitely not. Yeah, it's it's definitely more of like a run through. Uh, I, I, the only parts I can remember where you can like explore the world are, I guess, in the beginning, but really, really in like calmer sections. Wouldn't you agree yeah. with that? Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's like that for like the levels that you can like uh, throughout the game, which are twenty five levels in the game here. Um, and yeah, it, and and it's in and, and it's like uh, all the typical world. Like you start in a grassy world, and then you go to like an icy world, and then you go mm-hmm. to a woods world, and then you go to a uh, water world where you get like a submarine type. Uh, yes, I do remember this. And then there's the there's the spooky world. Yeah, the spooky world, the end game world where you uh fight uh spooky for the your final encounter like again like there's it it hits the check marks and normally it would be kind of a criticism but to me it's like the world are like so colorful and so like i this is what i honestly imagine pac-man's world to be and you have to kind of think about this like they're they don't really have a lot to build off of from the arcade games they do have like the pac-man land but a lot of people don't really remember those very fondly like again there's a reason why pac-land is one of the least favorite stages in smash brothers because it's not pretty it's not a good looking (laughs) art aesthetic Uh, yeah i think they definitely did a really good job of uh, making because it looks especially for the generation that it is it looks clean like it looks it looks pretty nice yeah it's a very clean um, game 
It's, yeah, it's like graphically, it's like not one of the best I have seen from this generation. But it's, yeah, it's I, I definitely I don't know if you want to get into it now or in a little bit, but I do have like one specific complaint about the water world. But I can, yeah, I can hold off. Yeah, uh, and that is the sharks have the sharks. All the sharks have human teeth. Did you notice that? I actually just did. So um, I have a uh, I have a picture up on my end of the game and I see and it's from the water levels and I see like him with the flippers and the other sea yes. animals and even the human eel, even the eel has like, yes. human teeth. yeah, and they really pulled like a, a Sonic movie on us. I, it is that uncanny <laughs> Valley original Sonic movie trailer. Yes. Yeah. It's I, I'm not a fan of human teeth on animals. Other than that, it's a fine level. <laughs> It doesn't weird me out as much as probably as you, but I definitely think it's, it definitely is eye jarring to say the least. I would probably yeah. think there may be some other ways to maybe fix it. But again, I have seen a lot worse. I have played That's a fair. lot worse. Um, <laughs> so it's my, it, it again, but I, I have to admire this team because they were literally kind of, they built the foundation for basically modern Pac-Man at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it to the like, and you gotta keep in mind, like again, this was just a maze arcade game where all you really had were maybe like small cutscenes in between levels of those arcade, but they didn't really like fleshed out the world that much. If anything, they just barely fleshed out the characters. And I say barely, like it's not even that much. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they did just kind of, I mean, I got what I wanted out of it. They slapped like a plot on it uh, and they made it look pretty, pretty good pretty fine um it, it, it does have like that crash bandicoot vibe so it's not it's I, I don't have like a ton of complaints about it you know it's it's not like I, it's definitely not like th- up there with like the best of games but it's not like a it's not like a the harry potter games of that era no. either where they're just like god awful i mean hey there's a uh, chamber of secrets uh actually uh, is a really great game i don't know I, I i'm pretty certain i played that game uh and i i don't know maybe 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 it was something else but i yeah. definitely don't remember it being good <laughs> well, we'll, t- we'll talk like that's another conversation for another day. i was talking more like well, the arcade yeah. games like how they yes. like they were able to build out the world just from the li- limited stuff they have and honestly to me i think yeah, they did a great job again it's not like you know one of the greatest pl- gaming experience worlds i have ever experienced even in platformers like again like that's why like i prefer like banjo however <laughs> uh pac-man world like i have to commend on they really did a lot to flesh out this world to really make pac-man what we now know today in the modern world uh in this modern era or at least in this era specifically and i and i like the world because they have enough character to them like as much as like yeah it, it's the check marks of the typical okay this is what we do for a platformer level it has enough character for me to be engaged and excited to see what the next level has in store. Yeah, it's definitely very charming. I, I can certainly agree to that. Um, it is a very charming game. Like even the bears, like I remember the bears, like yes. even though they're frightening, I'm like, <laughs> I am charmed by this bear that's trying to kill me. Yeah. Or the, the first, I think it's like the first boss, the little mechanical frog. I even, I mean, that's cute, you know? I, I can appreciate that for for what it is. That, that is cute. Um, yeah. like, speaking about the bosses, that's definitely one of my most the least uh, favorite parts about the game is the bosses <laughs> are just very unexpired. Like the frog one that you mentioned, outside of that and the final boss, mm-hmm. are, are the same boss battles. It's literally the ghost in a bigger ghost machine fighting you. Yeah, and that's it. Like, yeah. They, some are harder than others. That's all I can really say. Some like use other moves more than others. Like, but it's just, and again, it's not like a horrible thing. Like it gets the job done. And that's also just a stigma with a lot of platforming games like this. It's kind of hard to really have an engaging ba- uh, boss battles. Yeah. And I think, you know, especially for games like this, where it is primarily a platformer. I mean, I'm not going to add, I mean, like it would be nice to have an engaging boss battle, but at the same time, I know that's like kind of not what we're here for. Um, uh, yeah, it, 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 we, it moves the plot along. Uh, I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, I think that's like really the main purpose that it serves. Um, I mean, in this instance, that's really all I can say. Like, again, it's like nothing like horrible. Like the, they were are perfectly fine. They're just uninteresting They're Yeah. Like, that's all I can really say, but that's, 
that's the worst I can say about it. Which at the end of the day, still not that bad. And that's why it gets its uh, a strong seven. That's why it gets its. It earned it, yeah. Exactly, but <laughs> I I really like how Pac Man controls in this game. Like I like that they kind of took the foundation from what they established in Pac Man World. Because from what I understand, because I never played Pac Man World, I definitely want to revisit. I definitely want to play it uh, f- uh, for an episode uh, for this podcast one day. But from what I understand from videos and stuff that I have researched, they have the mostly the same move. They just kind of more pl- like p- copy and paste it into more of an open 3D Crash Bandicoot type uh, environment. And I think it really does a great job. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. Um, I think also some of the levels where like, there, I mean, there's the underwater level, of course, but I, you know, that part I really liked was the, uh, the ice skating. I do like the ice skating ones. That's one of my favorites. Um, Which it, normally ice skatings are not the best levels. Like the ice levels are normally yes. the ones that people hate, but they, I think they got the mechanics just right on that one. Yeah. It, it kind of felt like a, like a racing game in this one. I can um, see. Well, those are like a lot of the chase levels, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, it, it definitely gave me sort of like a Diddy Kong racing vibe. Um, I can see yeah, that. I mean, the, the ice skating levels were great. They were fast. Um, yeah. I, I really like the controls here, um, particularly one of my favorite uh, worlds. Actually, I think it is my favorite world is the wood levels because mm-hmm. of it, I really think it tests your platforming to like to your best of to your abilities and it has yes. some of the more interesting levels in my opinion like when you're getting chased up a tree with the same chainsaw and then like you use your butt bounce to the, use the i pl- forgot that's what that move was called butt bounce i know it's called the butt bounce it actually but you know what they called it what it was it's fine I mean, <laughs> Pac- pac-man was a thick boy <laughs> he, he is he is a thick ass boy <laughs> He's. A, I can see why Miss Pac-Man is all about that pac Yeah, uh, she, she's all about the cake. <laughs> oh God, this is opening a whole conversation that I do not want to have. This is and... gonna go on a. This is this this is gonna be on the OnlyFans. This part oh, of the podcast. <laughs> oh, this is the only. You can support me in my OnlyFans when I draw up fan, uh, very erotic pictures of Pac-Man mm-hmm. with those mm-hmm. with those cheeks. But I digress. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- that that was to me like why i really love the music because it's very simple like it's nothing like revolutionary or groundbreaking or anything like that and it's not like as in-depth as like a mario's uh or banjo's uh move set it's more like a crash where you're like you, you have your simple moves each button does something but it does the job what you need to do and i think like all the moves are used well enough in most of the levels the only one i didn't really use that much or care for was the kick move and I feel mm-hmm. like the only one that when it comes into play is like one of the boss battles towards the end uh, with the ghost machine. Like you have to use the kick move to the, uh, to damage it. And that's the only reason like I remember even using that move here uh, regarding that. But all the other moves like the butt bounce, the, the, the I really like the dash move like to go through other platformer uh, platforms or yes. like get moved through like a long jumps and stuff like that. It's like for a version of a long jump, I really like that. And I even like the sound effects and the animation that it has with that one. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I'm, I'm not definitely as a child, I was terrible at games and I never got to the end of this game. I definitely got somewhere in the middle, <laughs> but how dare uh, you? And you're talking about I, it now. I know. I'm, I know. I, I mean, like <laughs> if I had to, if I could only talk about games that I've only finished completely, that would be an extremely short list. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, that's completely fair. Um, I'm not great. I'm, I don't play games because I'm good at them. I play games to, you know, not have to think about my life. Um, that's, <laughs> that's completely fair i i completely understand but uh, uh i i definitely uh just to go back to the the forest level i think that was the those were the same group of levels where you're from a top there's like one point when you're you're from top a down. top down perspective yes yeah. and you're just bouncing really high also love that i i i was i'm always a big fan of of sort of that mechanic in the in a game in yeah. a platforming game it may not always work out but it, it doesn't 
there's definitely when, games that don't do it well. I think it definitely works in this. Um, oh, yeah. And I, it's so clean. It's so clean. There's so many things about this game that are just so surprisingly clean. And I think that's why um, it sticks out so well and why so many people remember it. I mean, I do think nostalgia plays a factor in it because a lot of, like, people, like, yeah. were like us, like our age now who were younger and this was a game that they played and it was a very charming game. But honestly, it's just... it it's a good quality to have in a free platformer like that's why like you remember your super mario 64s your banjo kazooies mm -hmm. your sly coopers your ratchet and clanks there's some there's a charm to those games and pac-man world 2 definitely has a, a charm like that just it may not be like you know the best of the best but you know it charm like it's a very charming game to play and it's a very relaxing game and a very short game too yeah like. yes yeah which i which i always appreciate i mean i think the 30 plus hour games certainly like uh, those have their place for me but just for me personally i want i want something that i can relax uh, you know, that's not like too super difficult. Um, I wouldn't consider myself a hardcore gamer unless it's like a really engaging RPG. Um, I know we, rather, we talked yeah. to persona series before, so I understand. Yeah. That. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what? Persona is like one of my few exceptions, um, as far as like really long games go, but yeah, I mean this, this, I, I think if I sat down and played this now, I would, I would enjoy it and I would probably finish it. Um, it's, it's, I'd I do like the bare minimum to get it finished, but I would I would play it and finish it. I mean, the first level of the game is called the bare basics. Which I love that. <laughs> that I, is so good. Yeah, I, there's some great level puns here. I wish I would have wrote them down, um, but there's some definitely great. Like, and again, it's just ease to the charm. Like this game just has a lot of charm to it, and it, it it's an, definitely a lot more shorter than most platformers of this era. Like, yeah, if you speed, you can speed through it. Like, honestly, in a few hours. Yeah, I think uh, to, the walkthrough video, I don't know if you watched the same one, but it was only two hours. It, it was about the three to four hour mark, and now it's like 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, speaking about 100%, that's like one of my only real big criticisms of this game is really just the... It, to 100% complete it, it's not hard. And you mm -hmm. definitely get some awesome rewards for it because you get, um, get Pac-Man uh, arcade games and even like some Iskir games that were only very there were only limited re like release in some arcades and stuff like i think pac-mania is one of them where it's like it was an isolated 3d version of pac-man um but you collect these tokens um throughout the games but like they're easy to get they're, they're not like completely out of your way to get the only issue is you have to complete you have to get all the fruits all the dots all the coins and like you just have to get all the items on one playthrough if you're mm -hmm. just even one short of from the maximum you lose everything you have to replay the level to uh, get everything again that sounds like my nightmare and, and that was a problem that that generation particularly more with the playstation and n64 and i think it's just to flesh out the time and early ps2 and gamecube games definitely had that problem as well but they definitely were starting to scale scale away from it but it definitely wasn't the most ideal mechanic to handle it. Cause even crash bandicoot did that at some, some degree. Um, and like other games have done do that before, but it, that, that's like my only big criticism. I think the rewards are great. Like you get some cool arcade games and you get some cool concept art. Cause sometimes completing games are not even worth it. Cause you, sometimes you just get concept art and that's it. You actually like unlock. Cool yeah. Art. I, I, I feel like anytime it's just the reward is just concept art, it kind of feels like a cop out. Um, I, I do uh, always appreciate the extra effort of like giving us a secret level or. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's or even just like even if if there were a mechanic where you could change the outfit, if you just got like a new outfit, I would take that. Um, yeah. So so I, I am. That is one thing I do like about this game a lot, for sure. I mean. Oh, I also think, oh no, that's okay. And I was also going to say, um, I, I think this game is definitely just like the perfect introductory game to oh, the yeah. PS2, to the PS2. I mean, I, I, I mean, it really came out strong. With I, this think one. It, I think it's a, just a great introductory game just for platformers in general. Like if you're yeah. younger in the younger audience and you're just wanting to like, if you're like a parent or a bigger brother or sister, and you're wanting to like 
get your younger sibling or like son or daughter to play games this is a great start because it doesn't belittle you like it's not like it holds your hand like i think the closest is like the first level and even then like it just kind of tells you what to do well the first level is the bare basics that's true that is very true (laughs) but like it, it it and i like that like it doesn't like hold your hands it just like tells you how to do it and let you like trial and error and mm-hmm. that's i think how you are able to do games like that um to really be effective and uh to like your gameplay mechanic and stuff like that it's a like again it's a great game like it's not perfect but it, it's such a charming game um i i really like just revisiting it um for this podcast i had a lot of fun i didn't yeah. beat it this time just because unfortunately i did have other arrangements uh during this time but i mm. i really i i really love this game and before we kind of dive into like kind of our closing statement here i do want to talk about the soundtrack because i <laughs> i really like the soundtrack um a lot of people I- I was surprised at how much I I like the soundtrack too. Like just going back and like listening to it. Um, Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's better than I expected it to be, honestly. I mean, it's a good soundtrack. I mean, it's definitely like, um, it uses, you, you should just get familiarized with the same notes that it has because it uses the same theme of the main theme, but just in different, um, different, uh, arrangements, which isn't like a lot of the media does that. Like Super Mario 64 does that. Yeah. I mean, it's not even, it's not even just video games that do that. I mean, movies do that. Um, Les Les Miserables, if for any, for any Broadway fans out there, um, is pretty much known for that. I'm pretty sure you're the only Broadway person. (laughs) Uh, it's a very niche crossover video games in Broadway. Uh, (laughs) you you never know. I mean, I do, you you never know. but it's like one of the most like highly lauded musicals of all time. And it does the exact same thing as far as like taking the same music and rearranging it differently. Um, I think that's a great tool. And I think especially if you're building a game for that and you only have like so much, I guess, data to put on a disc. um, I think it's a really effective way to sort of, come up with a soundtrack that is like slightly repetitive and oh, make yeah. it new. Oh yeah. I completely agree. It's not like it's it, it, like, it's very effective and you can be very creative with it. I'm just yeah. going to play a little snippet of it just to show. Cause like, I mean, why would you not want this? This, this please, this, this box, <laughs> like, like the, <laughs> I want like a rap beat to this. Like it's so, it's so like, I was telling you earlier, it, it reminds me of like the Vanga Boys, like they live like 90s club music. <laughs> I could see that. I could like, definitely put some, see that. Put some, put some like B-52s vocals over this and I, I could over it and I could oh. probably oh jam God. to it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I could definitely, I could definitely see that here. Oh my God. Oh man. Like it's, I, I, that's like one of my favorite things of like going back to game soundtracks. So I really have like the past couple of years have, I really have taken a new appreciation of just gaming soundtracks in general. And I love going back to like older, like you know, older games from my childhood and just kind of like, how is this not sampled more? Like there's a lot of good gems here. Like, and I, I just feel like it's, we're bound to run into that generation where we're just sampling a lot of, game music yeah i mean i I kind of feel like it's already happening a little bit uh i mean it's happening uh, but not in the mainstream level yet definitely not i think the only time i've really seen it happen and like anywhere close to mainstream is on steven universe the steven universe soundtrack Um, and even then it's like very vague um i know like one of the people who like who's helped them write music has like made music on a game boy yeah um well and and it Oh, sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. Go ahead. No, I was about to say, and more like people who do use that, like like media that does use more uh, video game music into their sampling is more of the 8-bit and 16-bit era. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think like as we get older, we're going to we're gonna probably, I think especially with Gen Z, oh, who yeah. probably feel, they. Were, I mean, how old were they when this game came out for a lot of them? Like probably five or maybe five yeah, yeah five or six and i wouldn't and like when i was five or six i was playing sonic the hedgehog um uh, i, I, I would <laughs> one day I, we would talk about those games not today <laughs> but one day yeah but i was gonna say i wouldn't be surprised to like hear pac-man world 2 music and like 
some trap beats in a few years. At oh, least that, that would be my hope. <laughs> I, I would. Oh, man. Who who do I have to just give a good time for that to happen? We got to call I, Lil Yachty and, and see what he can do. He would do something like that. If I have to say a rapper, <laughs> it would be like Lil Yachty. Maybe Young. I can see that's Young. The, that's the only trap artist that I know. Is he trap? I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it gets it gets kind of blurred. I can see Young Fug kind of going into that realm a little bit because he mm. does like to get a little weird and Honestly, I can see a lot of people diving into it more, but yeah, it's a dream for maybe one day here. But <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to mention it because I, I, it's a very charm. Again, it just adds to the charm of this game. And I know we have said the same thing over and over again. It's a very charming game, and I think it that's- is. It is. It is though. Like it, it's so cute, and it, and I mean. We can keep going on and on about how charming it is, but I mean, oh, this I'm, is basically kind of like the, the like the final thesis of it. Yeah, yeah, it's a charming game. Um, it's not like as strong as you know your Super Mario sixty four. Um, but but maybe, that's like that's like going for the goat, like on your first. It really, <laughs> I mean, it really is. Yeah, it, yeah, and it's. I would say like. Um, Maybe even like I don't know if it'd be in the Crash Bandicoot realm either, though. I would uh, probably rank it. I controversial opinion. I would probably rank this above Crash One and Crash Three. Oh, interesting. Like okay. I, ha- I had a lot more fun with that. Like I do like Crash One and Crash Three, especially the remastered uh, versions. Yeah. But I I do have my problems with them, especially with Three. I will one day I will talk about it because I definitely have the Crash Bandicoot games in the books. Oh. But I'll, just a little taste. It's just I think with Three, it's just there was a lot too much variety, and it just kind of got overstuffed. With it and it just kind of lost a little bit of focus in my opinion on that and i think with pac-man it's more consistent with the platforming but that's just me I, when i play a platforming game that's what i want to play and a lot of people do like variety in their platformers and i completely understand so i know it's more like my own opinion than maybe some other ones but that's that's the reason why i would just rank this above those two games specifically mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm not going to be as controversial as you are. Um, I, 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 I don't know where I would put this. I guess it. It's in the middle of the road. Like it's a great. It's it's in the middle of the road for sure. It's in the middle of the road. Whereas, like to me, Crash Bandicoot is like just slightly above it, but it's still kind of middle of the road. Um, it's not like a what? Gosh, what's? It's not like a Bubsy. Oh well, you know? we don't talk about, we don't fucking talk about that. <laughs> it's not it's not a Bubsy. We don't know? we don't talk about that Bobcat here. Okay, I <laughs> I know one day I'll probably have to talk about those games because they're. I'm so sure you, you you have to yeah. <laughs> but I'm gonna put it off for the longest I can. Like basically, yeah. I have to be paid for that to happen. But I digress. But I'm not, I'm not I would say if you've never okay, here's here's who I would suggest this game for. If you've never experienced video games and you're like Amish or something. <laughs> <laughs> i can see an amish taking this game like put on, like you know just show an amish person <laughs> a, a ps2 and put on pac-man world 2 and you know i think they'll be thoroughly entertained i i hope i mean i think they will i, I think yeah. they will i think they will yeah. i mean and especially because <laughs> i i think you kind of nailed it like for who i recommend this game i mean if you're nostalgia for this era of gaming like it's a really mm. charming game and it's not a like a long game like you can even beat it in the afternoon it's a very yeah. charming very charming pick-me-up game or even if you're like you're still new to games or you're trying to introduce someone into gaming that is young this is a great game to start in my opinion absolutely yeah um but and it but it's kind of sad because speaking of which like unless you have like a ps2 gamecube or xbox it's kind of hard to find this game like on modern (laughs) consoles yeah i mean i i think i i don't know what the licensing is like for a game like this um it shouldn't be hard because it's namco like they build it in-house. i guess that's true like it's, yeah like they, they did do something similar with like the like pac-man adventures like like a really bad saturday morning cartoon version of pac-man into this but they're not very fondly remembered it's kind of like the sonic boom um but sonic boom at least had a good Ooh. cartoon uh, <laughs> yeah but like both the game and uh cartoon sucked um like yes and they uh, had, it had a weird art okay. design too like the art design like it was it, it was in the vein of this like art the character design but it was not pac-man yeah where i think like as far as like this era goes pac-man world 2 does have very good graphics um 
for what it is. And and I think especially the cutscenes are very like clean and crisp. Uh, Sonic Boom has no excuse for. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what it is that that game had a very troubled development, and it's just yeah. th- that's another story for another. Day. That's another. The, yeah, uh, I yeah. But we, we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> but it, it, it kind of blows my mind because, again, this game really did well. Like, out of the free Pac-Man World games, it was the one that sold the most. People are still very fondly remembered of it. And even, like, people like me who or, like, us who revisit the game and actually still have a good time. Like, we recognize its flaws and it's maybe, like, some stuff maybe not aids that well. But, honestly, it's still a very charming game that you really don't have to do a lot to re-release to a modern audience. And I'm just shocked that Namco hasn't done it. Like, especially, it's not like like a cam, uh, cam, um, Capcom with Mega Man where they just kind of dormant it for years. Like, they mm-hmm. still support Pac-Man, but it's more like the arcade, but bringing more of a twist with that. And, I mean, they did a great job. Like, I love the Pac-Man Championship games. Like, I've been playing uh, Pac-Man Championship 2 a little bit the past couple months because it was on free for Steam, and I recommend that uh, if you haven't played it. It's a really fun twist on the arcade game, but... The, 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 it just blows my mind that there's not an easier way to play this in a modern console. And especially like Pac-Man turned 40 this year. Like it, it's an anniversary year. Like it would be such oh, a great excuse. Point. Yeah. It'd be such a great excuse to re-release, like re-release it. Cause again, like there's not, or that much- uh, hear me out. They could just like re-release another or like do a reboot where I think you said, or in the first one, Miss Pac-Man is like throwing a birthday party for him. They they could just like do it again, you know, like just Pac Man World. (laughs) It's it's maybe maybe it's too much to ask for them to like remake this entire game. (laughs) I mean, I think it'd be harder to remake one over two because I think there's a lot more hoops you have to go with because of just the older uh, the older hardware, but also like it's a different it's a different game style with the platforming, right? Uh, But with two, it's like. You don't even have to really remake it. You just have to remaster it. You just have to clean it up a bit and just like, you know, clean it up, sell it for like maybe like 20, no more than 30 bucks. And honestly, I think you, you got a good game going there. And I it's, agree. It, it just, and it just blows my mind that they have, especially in this resurgence of free platformers that we're in. Like we have like, you know, Mario's now like, honestly, I think bigger than ever with like with Odyssey and I mean, Sonic is, you know, doing its thing. I mean, it I mean or- they did like, I mean, not too long ago, they um, remastered Spyro. I mean, and that's um, what I mean. Yeah, Spyro and Clarice got like the remastered tri- trilogy and they did an amazing job with that. And even like the mm-hmm. original games, like I'm very mixed on ukulele, but I'm glad like games like ukulele exist to like show original IPs for 3D platformers and then A Hat in Time that did really well that I absolutely adored. I like you know like we're in a and we're about to get the SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom remake remake. Like, I am so excited oh, about that. I cannot wait. <laughs> same same. I'm definitely we're I'm definitely talking about it when it comes out and I'm definitely going to have you on the show for that here but I like I would love to. I would love it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, what I was trying to talk about is like there is an audience for this. Like and I'm just and they they even re-released um Tide to Tasmanian Tiger. Um it, on freaking the switch like they actually remastered a game and they if you can buy it i mean it's a little expensive it's 30 bucks and they i from what i heard they didn't do enough for it to justify that price brain but again there's an there's an audience for these games that i'm just really shocked that namco has just been sleeping on it especially like this is an anniversary year for pac-man and i mean we have those rumored mario games uh being remastered for the anniversary i'm just I just think there's just missing an opportunity because I think this game has really it it aged well because of its charm and it'd be such a nice game to revisit in more accessible ways. Yeah, so I think our closing thesis would be wake the fuck up, Namco. I know this is my this is my uh, statement. Well, it's now Bandai Namco. Namco. It's, it's a, a op- an open letter to Bandai Namco. Wake the fuck up, love Tro- Troy Reeves. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's basically it. Like, that, that, that's my closing statement. Like, I because I would lo- I would get this in a heartbeat if it like got released on my Switch or like PC. I would too for the right price. I absolutely would. Yeah, like this is a like it's a very like I had a great time revisiting it. Um, and stuff like I, and if they just clean it up a bit, maybe like, you know, I mean, again, I, I, it'd be, I think it'd be a little too much like for like new levels or stuff, but honestly, like clean it up a bit. Like, I think you got, you got a good 
fun remake that For I sure. think, like can introduce and it can introduce Pac-Man to a whole new audience because of this is where the the modern design come from and this is the design that Smash Brothers use and Smash Brothers is such a big game that you know like that's a gateway for a lot of people to discover these franchises and I'm just really shocked that Namco had just been dropping the ball on this one here yeah i'm i'm i wouldn't be surprised if they keep sleeping on this uh, i mean but same yeah I, I, i'd say like let's not expect anything anytime soon but if it does come out and it's like 20 30 bucks i'll i'll pay for it oh yeah same like i definitely like again i wouldn't be like completely out of the blue if it, they do finally do it but again i don't see it likely happening unfortunately which is kind of right. a sad because i do think this is definitely a game that's worth revisiting um it's it's it, it is on the easy side again it is a game that you're just gonna you can probably beat in the afternoon but honestly it's a very charming game that i think you're gonna have a good experience with here mm-hmm. on that end um but before we do close out i do just want to touch upon the game boy advanced version that they exist because i did try that one out here a little bit um i didn't get that f- much f- uh that that far in it because it's hard to play games in that era like yeah, I I, had, I don't have any. I didn't have a GameCube growing up. I don't really have much experience with it. But from what I understand from those um, Game Boy games that you connect to the GameCube, they can be a little bit clunky. Am I right about that? Oh, it's very clunky because again, it uses a D pad, and a lot. The Game Boy Advance was very powerful. Well, it, it was a step up from the Game Boy, and they try a lot of those games try to do like uh, uh, 3D, like something uh, like from over the head. And no. that's what they kind of did, like with Pac-Man. It was actually it's more closer to Pac-Man World One than Pac-Man World Two. Like you still have the moves from Pac-Man World Two, but it's like the level layout of Pac-Man World One, and it's it's not a very seamless game to control. And honestly, the design, like a lot of the charm, gets kind of lost in the transition. Unfortunately, I just yeah. wanted to touch upon it because it does exist. There's really not that much to talk about it, except it's just. <laughs> It, it's, it does exist. That's your. That's going to be your review. <laughs> it really well. And it's just. It's just that era of gaming. Like when they make a portable version, it's because they just normally make a portable version to the console version of the game. So. I mean, I think definitely, especially with that sort of um, mechanic that uh, Nintendo came up with, it almost. I mean, a lot of a lot of that felt very gimmicky. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like we're moving into the future. You can connect your game boy to your gamecube because you want to do that for some reason again final Um, fantasy crystal chronicles is a perfect example like of a game that is a fantastic game that was hindered on that mechanic and and again and i mean i digress but i just wanted to touch upon it because i it does exist there is going to be that one person who's just like why you didn't talk about the game boy advance version i mentioned it there's really not that much to talk about honestly (laughs) i don't even recommend playing it like honestly it's not worth it if you're going to play a version of it play the console version yeah Um, but I don't just w- don't ask about it again. OK, <laughs> that's basically what I'm trying to say. But I definitely <laughs> want to just touch upon it here. But I think that's pretty much it for this episode. I want to thank you again, Frankie, for stopping by and uh, talking was... about this really charming game. Like, I know yeah. we've been saying it a lot, but it is I had a lot of fun revisiting it. I'm so glad I got to talk it uh, talk about it with you. I had this was a fun conversation. I hope you had a good time as well. Definitely. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed doing this deep dive um, into something I really hadn't thought about it in a long time. And I really Same. appreciate it. No, 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 no worries. I mean, that's why I'm here. That's why I started the show, because <laughs> I like to talk about these very obscure platforming games and get into yeah. really in-depth conversations with them. I, 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 I just want to know that you did confirm we will be talking about, you and I will be talking about Battle for Bikini Bottom, because I also have a lot to say about that. Oh, no. So, like, I wanted to wait for the re... Because that, that, so for uh, the listeners here, that was the other game that we were talking about mentioning, and I would probably pick that game as well, but I wanted to wait till the remaster came out, because I wanted to do kind of more of a comparison and stuff like that, and I might actually do more of a roundtable. I've been kind of spitballing that here. I think that's... I was just thinking that that would be such a good idea. Um, so... Yeah, I'm going to try to test the waters on that. If it, if we do test it, it's probably going to be that episode. But um, again, we'll digress to it more. But um, is there anything you want to plug or you want to like shout out your social media or anything like that before we um, end the show here, Frankie? Sure. Uh, if you, I mean, I don't really have much going on. I'm just kind of promoting um, the summer, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's fair. My, ber- my birthday's in a month. Um and my Instagram handle is Christian Mingle Date. 
Uh, I do make okay TikTok videos. Um, I can confirm. I can confirm this. <laughs> and that's at Krusty Pizza 666. <laughs> See, I can confirm. Frankie does is a very entertaining person on TikTok. <laughs> One of the only reasons why I probably even use that platform anymore. So. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I again, yeah, you can uh, go follow Frankie on those platforms here. And again, like I mentioned at the top of the show, if you want to follow the show, um, we do we're, we do we're all on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, uh, all the same, up and down and all around. I would also attach the links onto the episode below. And if you also want to email me, you're, uh, I think it's like up and down and around. Like I couldn't get up and down and around all around because apparently was using Gmail for some reason, which I find very odd. Uh, but that's, um, again, if you want to get a hold of me, Twitter and Instagram is probably your best route just because I'm more likely to respond to those, uh, platforms here. But enough about that. I want to thank you again. Thank you. Thank you, Frankie, for stopping by and talking about Pac-Man World 2. I had a lot of fun with this episode. Thank you, Troy. Oh, no, no worries. I'm glad that you had a good time. I hope you guys had a great time listening to it as well. This was a very fun episode for a very fun game that I highly recommend, um, and I will be back here again in the, uh, in the coming weeks, uh, with another game here. I'm still trying to, uh, pinpoint some information here, but until that time, thank you guys again and stay safe out there, everybody. Just, you know, just stay safe there, everybody.